I want you to prove to me that the Earth revolves around the sun. Oh, shoot. Let me, I really want to look that up. I really want to Google that and see the facts. It is season three, episode 34 of the Whales Are Whales podcast. And this is the voice of Stephen Kelly, the host. Soon you're going to be hearing other voices join me in harmony, such as Abigail Inslee. Hello. Hello. And Cameron. Nutter. I basically turned into a car and changing gears. <laughs> you, you said harmony, Stephen. Give me a note. You were um, supposed to harmonize with me there, Cameron. Oh, I was okay. going, hello. It, it, oh, hello. There we go. All right, go us. Yay us. I'm, I'm, hi, yes, Stephen, I am Cameron. Hello. Hi. Hi. So, uh-huh. it's us three. You know, Have I'm, we ever done this before? A little disappointed you didn't actually do the intro properly, by the way. Oh, right. Um, it is season three, episode 34 of the Whales for Whales podcast. Uh, during which we... Wow, we you made this. Each other once a, uh, do you think, do you think Robert it. Frost remembers every single poem he ever wrote? Yeah. Just because he wrote them one day? Y- yeah, like, I don't you remember... I mean, you probably can't word for word speak your novels you've written, but I bet you you know them pretty well. Yeah. It's, the thing is, these days I tend to do this is the Overclocked Podcast, a weekly dose of video game music news and conversation from ocremix.org. Dot gov. I could do it and then splice it in to the recording in the beginning. Or we could just let it fail. Yeah, but I. No, fail. we can't. It can't. It ha- we have. It's, a, it. it's a tradition. Okay, you know what, Cameron? You're right. Do this dumb thing you want to do. All right, I don't need your sass, though, Stephen. I can, I can okay. appreciate you taking okay. it down a notch. Thank you very much. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't really want to do it anymore. It's over. The moment's passed. It's done. We're, we're good. Move on. I thought Stephen was going to be a good host. I know, oh, dang. right? Ah, dang, all shucks. It's already <laughs> the bad version. <laughs> that wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> so, but oh, to well, answer your okay. original question... I don't know if it's been us three on a podcast before. I can't remember it ever happening. This might be a first. Oh, wow. I, I mean, I can't remember most podcasts in general, so I guess so I'm now, not really a good source of authority on that. What if, people, what if people start writing in angry letters like, this is the worst Stephen Cameron and Abigail episode ever. You guys are doing a terrible job. Wouldn't that simultaneously be the best Cameron, Abigail, and Stephen episode ever then? Because I, there's only one? I feel... That there is logic at play here. And that concerns you. (laughs) (laughs) A logic is not always a good thing. Uh, I mean, when it's Cameron or Abigail logic, no. Or Stephen logic, for that matter. Should take offense to that, but I don't actually. We could do, we could, uh, we could redo that great episode where you guys ask each other questions, but I could just be the moderator giving you questions (laughs) to ask each other. Uh, or see, this is this is specifically why I asked what we want to do for the podcast. So, and okay, listeners, Steve, I go, what do we want to do for the podcast today? And Stephen goes, I don't 
know. Welcome to episode 49 of the whales. Like, I, I gave this him an opportunity. Style. I gave I gave you an like, opportunity. This is, this is the intro segment where we, we do funny improv and bounce off of each other's vibrant personalities. Nine. And then we'll go into other things. Like... Well, I have some whale news today. Oh, whale really? news? Like, mm -hmm. that seems impossible. <laughs> <laughs> is it news about whales? It is. What about Wait. whales? Well, you want to you jump right into the yeah. into my one... Okay, this is all the content I had. I was kind of hoping to drag the intro out a little bit. <laughs> I think we probably okay. exhausted the intro. I mean, they say in so, laid out early, so... We'll, yeah, just, we'll just end this in five minutes. Let's just, that's let's, how let's I do my job okay. in general here. Um, this week in whale news do we have a, a segment title for this i really don't remember if we do i think it's just whale news. What, i think it's what's up with the whales what's that? what's up with the actual whales um wait this is an so, actual whale news fact yeah it's, it's news about whales who but no one cares <laughs> what do you mean no one cares what? I mean, listen, I don't necessarily want all the whales in the entire world to, like, die or something, but I also don't really care about them either, like... Traditionally, we have a, a an irrepressible reverence for whales. Well, apparently we're throwing tradition out of the out the window yes. today, Stephen, because someone didn't do their intro properly, so I'm not really Cameron, sure... Uh... Cameron, Cameron, I think you're being combative. Combative? Or is it... See, you're correcting me. <laughs> I don't like it. Say the whale thing. Okay, so this comes from a website called sciencealert.com. A number of websites have picked up on it. They say a captive beluga whale living with dolphins swapped her language for theirs. Say the whale thing. So this beluga whale has uh, learned how to use the clicks and whistles of her dolphin clan. Um, That's and actually really it cool. O only took two months to do that. Wow. You know, I know. It's, hmm. I've always wondered if, because obviously dolphins can communicate to an extent with the clicks and the whistles, but hmm. I, I don't, I, I don't, I do animals don't have a language, right? Like a click from a dolphin a specific click does not mean food right it, it's there's not a there's not a direct translation of a sound to a thing like a dog's bark in a certain way does not mm -hmm. mean food or walk it means attention give something is going on or does mm -hmm. it i don't actually know i, was I curious. think dolphins are smarter than dogs though so if a dolphin goes like <laughs> as dolphins like to say wow that was good that might be different than <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, no, I get like, that the different I, sounds are different. They're probably but I, not as advanced as humans um, well, in that they not. can communicate the ideas of things, but it may be that they are advanced enough to be able to tell a difference between, like, this means okay, that so, there's food, or this means there's danger, or this means there's right. something else. It's probably still right. really general. But check this, check this. Uh, one of the paragraphs of the news article says, what's particularly interesting is that she, the beluga, started making the dolphins signature whistles, individual whistles assigned to each dolphin, sort of like what? names. And so she stopped huh. doing the whole thing entirely, and she only goes now. Does the, do the dolphins do the thing? 
No, they all just speak dolphin. There's oh, no whale that's going really on. Cool. I didn't that think is dolphins so gave really each cool. other names. Yeah. I mean that that's crazy. I wonder if like I wonder if, if a dolphin could say, you know, we're gonna have click 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 and that means we're gonna have seal for lunch or you know. <laughs> well that's what I was asking is like I'm I'm tuna. I'm curious if it's more general or if it's a direct sound to 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 word or action, you know. Um Steven, for, okay, I have two things I want to say. First of all, Steven, yes. I apologize. That was very interesting. I appreciate you sharing that fact. I'm sorry for attacking you earlier. Wait, thank you. Okay, what? Um, and also, here's a fun, this, the whole talk of dolphins actually brought, made me remember an interesting um, tidbit. Me and my dad like to get into logic arguments um, mm -hmm. where we, if we think about an outlandish fact or even just a scientific fact and we have to try to prove that it could or couldn't happen um mm -hmm. so one of the ones we came up with that we what's the word vehemently 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 yes we could I not are trying to be combative about this though i i wasn't i even <laughs> apologized i'm just joking cameron i'm just making fun of how i couldn't pronounce that oh but you oh the other okay gotcha anyways yeah <laughs> we um we could not agree on the answer to this question. So I'd like to pose it to both of you guys. If okay. what is it? If a dolphin, just like they are in 2017, just a regular old dolphin, if the world was populated by entirely by dolphins, it was it was dolphins were the dominant species. And if dolphins had the exact same brain, intelligence, drive, ambition, um, motivation that humans have. Could the dolphins eventually have like a space race or technology that could get them into space? I feel like they would need opposable thumbs. Okay, uh, Stephen, what do you, what's your initial thought? Uh, I think if conditions were right, that could happen. But I think it's unlikely that they will ever develop <laughs> the right cognitive spark. I'm just wondering how happen. they would be able to assemble something like that physically. Right. Well, that was I kind mean, of. I assume they do ahead, the Steven. dolphin version of it. Like they would be able to create much simpler things, but to them it would be technology. I don't think they'd but really like, be able to they best humans. Could they but... physically create something that could take them out of the atmosphere into another atmosphere without being uh... able to actually build something? Unless they somehow yeah. learned how to propel themselves via rocket powered bodies. And evolved themselves. Well, that's someday. that's the question. This is the, the 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 question is kind of yes. Could they eventually create a space shuttle like we did in the fifties and sixties and take us to outer space? Could they do that? Given the same amount of basically quote unquote infinite time that humans have had since the start of mm -hmm. man. That's sure. kind of the elongated yeah. question. I mean, they're already so smart. If they were given another billion years or so, they'd probably like turn into into street sharks. Well, humans <laughs> and they have all the fingers they need. Humans haven't been around for. I guess. I guess one caveat would be they. There's no evolution taking place here. They oh. are the same dolphin. Yeah. Just like uh, basically, I'm thinking from humans being humans that we are right now, okay. as in a two legged, okay. two armed, you know, six foot tall man. Here's... It is walking on Earth and creates fire. Dolphins at the same time frame. Here's how I can see this working. I feel like the only way dolphins would be able to do that is if they started taking over other species and controlling them. Which like they humans may do? Up... Yes. 
So basically turning mm -hmm. other species who can do the physical labor into slave labor or even paid labor um, and somehow like became the overlords, then they could have something like this constructed based on the way that they see it. So maybe they're smart mm -hmm. enough to like dictate the plans, but since they don't have those thumbs or maybe they have someone build something for them that allows them to pick things up. Mm -hmm. and use them or something. You know like what? They, if, they if have they're... to get other species involved, I think. If they're so advanced in the mental capacities and they have names for each other and languages, um, maybe they could delve into the sort of um, psychic powers Ooh. that humans have not been able to tap into yet. They just skip all of the physical nature of, of the world. Okay, just... Stephen. Okay, you're, you're taking it a little bit farther from the spirit of the question, I think. The, the, a logic question deals in logic, not so much psychic powers not so much psychic powers okay so i mean then if they don't have psychic powers no they can never build a rocket ship because they don't have thumbs okay i don't, End I don't of think they physically could but they could convince another species to and then take okay. like they could wait until monkeys go and drink from like a river and then the dolphin sneaks into the river kidnaps the monkey takes him to an island and will not let that monkey off the island until they like build a like or they a just start pair of rocket communicating boots. with the monkeys so that they can be like, "Hey, we'll give you what you want if if you do these things," and, and we'll. True, mm -hmm. we can teach animals languages, yeah. but in return, you have to, you know, because they already have sentences a and, and it's possible to teach someone a language without them having ever, ever heard it. Like that's what children do all the time. So if they could mm -hmm. just teach their language to other species. The trick with that is they would have to find other species that are as smart as them, and they are very mm -hmm. smart dolphins. That's true. So they might have to, like, enslave us. <laughs> I think that <laughs> might know, be the only I way this is going to happen. I could see that being the way that it happened if they were mm -hmm. actually the dominant Maybe they've species. already enslaved us, and <gasps> this is the universe we're living in right now. <laughs> oh. So are you saying every single major world leader retires yes. to the, yes. the chambers, yes. sits in a chair, swivels it around, and takes off their people masks, yes. and their <laughs> dolphins cackling yep. and feeding themselves tune up with a bucket load? Yes, all of the things you Oops, said. Oops, I'm yes. sorry, Cameron, I did the thing again. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so would you guys like to guess, because you guys came to the similar conclusions that one of me, myself or my dad came mm -hmm. to, do you want to guess who had the theory that they could and who couldn't? And who had the theory that they couldn't? I think your dad said that given enough time, they could, and you said they couldn't. Okay, Abigail? I think I'll probably say that, too. You are both wrong. My, well, look at that. Underestimating camera's optimism. My dad said exactly what you guys said. They do not have thumbs. Their, their adventure ends before it begins. And he actually didn't have the thought of enslaving other uh, species, which is actually a really good thought. Um, my counterpoint to that point specifically was the the biggest thing about humans that humans have over every other species is not really even their intelligence or their stamina or their blah 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 it's it's humans have something that's like called a will to live or a drive to live if you put a human in an impossible situation they don't just go all right that sucks i'm in an impossible situation they go even if even if it literally is impossible to get out of that situation, they will fight tooth and nail until they die or they find a way to escape the impossible situation. We humans are the only species who have that kind of drive to to accomplish the goal or to die trying, basically. If you give I don't know, because like animals have a pretty 
strong survival instinct. It seems like to me, the thing that the humans have is a will to move beyond survival, where even though we are surviving, we want to reach something beyond survival. Okay, well, I guess that's that's a good point. And that actually would continue from what I was saying is that like, after Mm -hmm. maybe replace the surviving with like, creating a quantum mechanic computer humans mm-hmm. do, that's in that seems ridiculous but humans are almost done it or going faster than the speed of light seems ridiculous and according to the laws of physics it's impossible but every single day we step closer to being able to maybe prove that wrong i mean like the, the steps are minuscule but no other every other species in the world if they knew what the theory of relativity was they'd go yeah we can't go faster than speed of light. it's literally impossible but humans would go oh but what if we combined mm-hmm. this with you know blah 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 so my counter argument was given the fact that these dolphins now have this particular drive that humans do yes they don't have thumbs so if you gave them a hammer they could <clears throat> not build a bench but we're thinking at that in the wrong direction the tool is not a hammer that they're going to use they're going to build a tool that works for them like it, a, a kelp we can't we can't think that, of it, what yeah, it is because we we're not dolphins dolphin but mind. just like the human went stick attached to tree break stick off stick hit people smack rock heavy stick on stick rock on stick now we have club club gets refined over thousands of years the dolphins wouldn't go, oh, this hammer doesn't work. Just I give up. <gasps> They'd go, hmm, I wonder how else I could tackle this problem. So the, the specific analogy I used for my dad was you're trying to convince the dolphin to hammer um, hammer in a nail, to, to nail a nail with a hammer when in reality you're using the completely wrong tool to do the job and you don't even need to hit the nail on the, into the wood in the first place. Like, yep, we're not thinking about it in well we can't think about it in the way that a dolphin would think about it basically I mean, I so that was my counter argument consider if you're going to consider that you have to consider their environment and say do they have all the tools that they need to eventually come up with some way to get into space in their yeah they're they're on earth they're on this earth well they're on earth but they're also waterbound right that was another counterpoint from my dad and again i say to that a first of all they don't have to be in water they don't breathe they breathe air they're yes. mammals um and so <laughs> Yes, the first couple of centuries of dolphins trying to go on land would be dolphins flopping around on on land. But eventually, they would figure out maybe a wheel and then make a cart and then make a bucket of water they can float around on land. You know, carts and their flippers can hang over the carts and they scoot themselves along like overweight cats. (laughs) like on on sure yeah (laughs) i mean that's just like that's just like the first thousand years it's not good at first but then they realize well wait a second i learned how to make a basic engine and now we can just tootle around all over the place it's it's literally incremental like that they humans weren't going to space in bc01 or whatever that's not how (laughs) humans are older than that but you get my point Um, and neither would dolphins but after a long long time they eventually would um, however, even after using this particular um, response, my dad was still like, there's just no way. There's just no way. They I couldn't do it. I honestly think there's not enough information to to answer yes or no. Well, right. I there's think not. I think you can <laughs> I mean, both ways. You can postulate, maybe this will be a problem, or maybe this could happen, or maybe this, maybe this. But it's like, I don't have enough here to come up with a solid stance. Like, right. I don't know. Based on based on what I know of dolphins, the best way that I can see them accomplishing this is by uh, uniting with other creatures, mm-hmm. because then they immediately have a huge range of resources, and they can go ahead and start using right. their 
their skills in the way that they were designed to be used rather than like, oh, let's figure out how to go on land, even though we weren't designed for the land. Um, right. You know, they would they would be able to use other things that were designed for the land. But even that, it's like, there's way too many like unknowns to be able to like logic through this one. Oh yeah, some of these logic <laughs> puzzles are totally unanswerable. There's a, there's some that are of course, but some that are just poking at fun. And obviously, after our conversation, me and my dad were like, that was a really dumb conversation. But it, <laughs> but, but what it did it, it was it question it had each though. other, it had ourselves question our beliefs, not like religious beliefs, but like when I said. You're thinking of the hammer wrong. It's not the hammer that they're going to use. They're going to use something that we can't think of. He went, huh, that's a good point. You know, it's that kind of thing where it's like, it's, it's it seeing outside, of the, outside of the box. Yeah. yeah. I um, mean, I'm, I'm totally on your side now, Cameron, after you explained it in that way. Because if they, if they had the same spark of mm -hmm. creativity and drive that humans had, I think that, I think dolphins would find a way, whatever they wanted to do. Yep. Like humans, we can go mm -hmm. thousands of you know feet underwater in scuba suits. We can mm -hmm. literally fly outside of our planet in spacesuits. We have learned how to climb mountains, and we've learned how to chop down entire forests, and we've learned how to build skyscrapers that are taller than any tree we've ever seen. And like we, yep. we've learned how to create virtual worlds that allow us to do all of this virtually. And I, I mean, I think dolphins could, could get there. I believe in dolphins. I, I believe in... That's the episode title right there. I believe in dolphins. We believe in... <laughs> I believe in me dolphins. Me and Steven believe in dolphins. <laughs> we believe. Um, it, it, is, that, is, this, is this kind of thing fun for you guys? Because I have one more kind of fun one we could do too that has a definitive answer. Yes. Okay. I want to hear second hypothesis. Okay. So, there is an old... It, I think it took place in either the 50s or the 60s. There's an old... Well, the saying is older than this experiment that took place. The saying is old. The experiment took place in the 50s or 60s. And the saying is that if you put um, an infinite amount of chimps or monkeys or whatever into a room with an infinite amount of typewriters, or actually I think the original one was like a thousand monkeys, a thousand typewriters, a thousand years, mm -hmm. eventually they would type Shakespeare. Um... And this was tested in the 50s for some reason with 10 monkeys and 10 typewriters. And they wrote nothing and broke everything in the entire room and destroyed the typewriters. Um, I don't, they, they got a government grant for it. It was ridiculous. No. Um, but the question, the logic question is. Wait a second. That what? government grant has turned into our actual legal system. Oh, 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 you're so funny. Oh, burn. Politically Political burn. Humor. Okay, sorry, camera. Continue. I think you mean burn me. Oh, feel the burny. Okay. Too okay. soon. So the actual, <laughs> the actual logic question is, and it can be phrased a few different ways, but I particularly like thousand monkeys, thousand typewriters. Could they ever write shakespeare and this actually has a scientific definitive answer it's it's a hype it's a not, not hyperbole it's a hypothetical answer but it is technically an answer that is backed by math and science so and are stuff. we so, assuming that these monkeys are going to do nothing else besides type letters and no such? no they are they will be monkeys like monkeys are in a room with a, a typewriters I think the is there any input very small. Are there any input at all from the dolphins 
<laughs> yes, they're they're trying to get the dolphins are trying to get the monkeys to draw out plans for a space shuttle. Okay, so can they incrementally type Shakespeare? Like one of them has a tantrum and types, you know, dust or something, um, and then. The, oh yeah, are you talking about like, like one long string of Shakespeare, or oh, in all these combined words, they happen to have all the right words to make Shakespeare? No, um, a monkey has to have written all of Shakespeare's a, a, a work of Shakespeare in its entirety on one typewriter continuously. I dang it, Cameron, you're challenging my beliefs again. I and want to just, be positive here. Let's just say but, that they can't break the typewriters. Let's, let's, I don't. A thousand years, huh? No, I did not. Years? I did. I did not give a. I did not give years. Oh. I did not give years that time. Oh, the actual question years? was, I didn't say that either. I said oh. a thousand monkeys, a thousand typewriters. Would they ever, eventually, or ever, whatever word you want to put there, that's not okay, a specific okay. time? Like would they write Shakespeare? Without any prompting uh. and within their lifetimes, no. Let's assume that if a monkey dies, a new one's replaced immediately. <laughs> yes, but if the monkey dies, a new one's replaced, but the new one doesn't have all the learnings and stuff of the old monkeys. So Let's assume that the monkeys never die. Let's immortal assume the monkeys, monkeys never die. We're dealing with 1,000 immortal monkeys. Yes. I think that they would absolutely again, without, create a society. They'd create a tribe. They'd create <laughs> tools. They would escape. I mean, They I would see, plan into the apes all see. over the place, but I they would see. not type Shakespeare. You can't interrupt, Stephen. I could see Stephen. them typing their version of Shakespeare, but like... <laughs> yeah, monkey Shakespeare. I mean, no, no, how they, likely they is will, it... Say you Macbeth. put 1,000 humor, humans who have never heard of Shakespeare. A thousand humans with a thousand typewriters in a room with no mm -hmm. outside influence and who could live forever. I don't think that they would necessarily type Shakespeare either. Because, mm, like, we've got a billion people and we've been doing this for thousands of years and mm -hmm. nobody's typed um, my favorite story. T T Timmy, the, t the piece of toast, goes to Las Vegas and wins money. Like, no one's ever written that. I bet you somebody <laughs> Even probably though actually they has. Were given but... a lot of time. Um, okay. So, uh, any more questions or final thoughts? I, they would not. Type they would not. They would not okay. make Shakespeare. Abigail? I don't like making the monkeys infinitely living. <laughs> <laughs> That's stupid. Uh-huh. Okay, so, any so more I, questions or you got an answer? I, I'm gonna say no, but also that it's a ridiculous question because I want to go. With well, of course, it's a ridiculous question. <laughs> it's a core. It's it's that's the point. It's supposed to be okay. Fine, 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 <laughs> Abigail. There are regular monkeys, <laughs> but there's an infinite amount of them. <laughs> no. Okay, okay. Just give us. Okay. Tell us what people thought of. Okay. So, this is theoretically possible because without any outside influences eventually those monkeys will type literally everything that's ever been said and everything that ever will be said in one continuous stroke including the words i'm saying right now however <laughs> this could take trillions and 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 trillions of years um so the number that that the percentage of chance that they could possibly do this macbeth is 
technically a number. It technically has a percentage above 0% that it could happen given an impossibly large amount of time. However, it's still it's still a very small number. It would be very small. I'm like I'm sitting here and I'm like what motivation do the monkeys have to be creating to be creating it all and putting no 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 you you they, there's no there, that's you're, you're missing the, the 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 amount of time frame here the monkeys don't have a creative drive to write shakespeare what you get is a thousand monkeys hitting a typewriter all day every day for trillions and trillions and trillions of years eventually that will just randomly type everything that's mm -hmm. ever been said and everything that ever will be said including the sentence right now <laughs> It, that's I, just that's I the laws would, of infinite possibility that's the I mean, laws it's, of it's infinite just possibility one of like the mind-boggling thing sort of like the multiverse sort of theory where every possible outcome of anything that has ever been or will ever be yep. exists in some multiverse yep. it's just too much to comprehend i think that this whole situation becomes more difficult with monkeys because monkeys are just so easily distracted well like, I, even if they got like they're finally there all the monkeys are gathered around on the typewriter he's been working all day typing in that calls upon us by the grace of grace we will perform and measure time and place so thanks to all at once and to each one whom we invite <laughs> to see us crowned at banana dang it no yeah I, yes. 10 billion more years yes but that's the thing is that given 10 billion more years it would happen and there's actually this really interesting website on the internet right now where you can go and you can type in anything you want including this sentence i'm saying currently at this very moment and it will find it in a string of code because this this website has coded a way that it literally creates every combination of every letter and number that there possibly could be or ever is and so and it's and it's literally see, infinite it's it's here's my infinite. problem here's my problem with this that website was designed to do, to do that the monkeys were not right and that's why it takes a quarter of a second to type this into to the website and get your sentence and it would take a trillion billion trillion years for the monkeys to do but it like the monkeys aren't math problems either they can act unpredictably right that's why it they, takes i don't think you're understanding how long i'm talking about here abigail <laughs> i mean i I'm, get how long it is but i also think that math can be thwarted by will like i mean it, the probability of something happening or whatever I mean, Stephen explained it, though. Stephen totally just explained it. He said they write this amazing masterpiece, and then at the very last word, they accidentally write banana. Bummer. Ten trillion more years, and then it'll happen again, and it might mess up the last it's time, sort of the like next time, too. It's like... It's, it's, it's so, 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 so unlikely. Why? <laughs> but it could happen. Okay. With that inflection is how I would say it. Because <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things where I'm like, why wouldn't the monkey just type A over and over again? A, A, But the a, thing is, it a. would. And then it had, For trillions and, had, and trillions of years, okay. just type A, A, A. Like, okay. how do they have the motivation to even be typing different letters? Because a monkey, a monkey is random, as you just said, and so but they wouldn't just type random. A. Yes, and they, neither are I, humans. Like, I mean, I get Abigail's we, point. Like, it, even given all these circumstances, like, you know, the monkeys will 
prefer to do monkey things rather than type Shakespeare. So there's a much higher chance they will spend those billions of years like <laughs> eating bugs or something. There's no bugs. They're in a locked room with nothing but typewriters. I mean, this in this stupid and hypothetical. They, die. they don't. They're in front of the monkey. Listen, let me read the um, let me read the paragraph about probability from this article that I uh, looked this up at. <clears throat> Ignoring punctuation, spacing, and capitalization, a monkey typing letters uniformly at random. Has a chance has a chance of one in twenty six of correctly typing the first letter of Hamlet. It has a chance of one in six hundred and seventy six of typing the first two letters because the probability shrinks exponentially. At twenty letters, it already has only a chance of one in twenty six to the twentieth power, which is three six nine twelve fifteen thirty one deaths or thirty one digits long of a number. In the case of the entire text of Hamlet, the probabilities are so vanishingly small as to be inconceivable. The text of Hamlet contains approximately 130,000 letters. Thus, there is a probability of 1 in 3.4 times 10 to the 183,946th to get the text right at the first trial. The average number of letters that needs to be typed until the text appears is also the same, or including punctuation, a much larger number. Even if every proton in the observable universe were a monkey with a typewriter typing from the Big Bang until the end of the universe, where protons might no longer exist, they would still need a far greater amount of time, more than 360,000 orders of magnitude longer, to even have a 1 in 10 to the 500th chance of success. To put it another way, for a 1 in a trillion chance of success, there would need to be 10 to the 360,000th universes made of atomic monkeys. <laughs> so, I think that's the final hidden world in Super Mario Odyssey, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, Abigail, you are you are the 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 best kind of right that this literally will never happen. What? It's the stupidest amount of small amount of technically possible there's like no way that ariel is not going to write in about this in some capacity <laughs> like, there's something we said in here that's going to annoy her if it hasn't already i like the final line of this paragraph it, in fact there is less than a one in a trillion chance of success that a universe of monkeys as the um 10 to the 360,000 universes of atomic monkeys there's a less than a one in a trillion chances that all of those monkeys could type any particular document a mere 79 characters long. <laughs> um, no, Abigail, unfortunately, we cannot hear you. Sorry. Oh, Abigail cut out. She did. I thought she just gave up and left. Uh, no, we'll try to fix it. Don't type your response. Man, she's just typing things now. Don't type. Typing is boring for an typing. audio podcast. Uh, I mean, just try what? leaving and rejoining. Yeah, leave and rejoin. Bye, Abigail. Have you tried turning it on and off again? Oh, maybe she already did that. No, no. It's her mic. It, but uh -oh. how does it stop working? Mm. Oh, no. Oh, so Wait, that was you just mean, me and you talking to nobody. For the recording part two? Like... Wait, Abigail, did it? Did Abigail, you record Abigail, did, your early did, stuff? Did you get yeah, it? Did we get any recording done? Okay, okay, good. Oh, see, you got you can't say that and then not yeah, tell that us scares specifics. Yeah, a little heart attacks. <laughs> okay, yes. Okay, okay listeners, Abigail's gonna she she dropped out unfortunately because her microphone blew up. Now she's gonna type 
her response to the thing I just said. Mm -hmm. It's okay. She says sorry. I'm assuming she's saying sorry and to the she audience. She makes a funny emoji face. Oh, I don't want you to she's leave, leave, but you sorry. You can come into my room, Abigail, and share a microphone if you want. She's probably trying to get away, and I'm giving her excuses to not. I have I have a couple more of these, by the way, if they're okay, interesting Abigail's at all. Coming into the room now, Yay! Where I am, actually, in person. So I'm going to move this microphone over. Okie dokie. Let's see. Mm, can it reach over there? No, it can't. She's just going to have to stand up the whole time. The whole? Well, can it go on, like, your bed? You, she can sit in your bed? Yeah, it doesn't Hi, Abigail. Hi. Um, so... This is okay. You want to sit on that? Okay. Okay. Abigail, please say your thing. Say the thing, sorry, Abigail. I'm not be able to hear you, Cameron, if you respond. So I I'm sorry. Okay. So, my thing that I was gonna say is I'm okay with this logic puzzle, if you remove the monkeys from the equation. Like, if if the question were if you had a thousand monkeys with a thousand typewriter, mm -hmm. and those monkeys were infinite, and they didn't need food. And they were, for some reason, actually typing on the typewriter and typing in random ways. Then I can get this behind this equation. That Stephen tell her that was the, the paragraph. Yeah, living creatures can't actually be random because mm -hmm. they're they plan. Like I, that's just kind of how creatures do. Even if you have a bunch of humans and so you say disperse yourself randomly amongst the room, they're not going to do that. I don't think that's because true. Humans aren't random creatures like computers but mm -hmm. if you put all the caveats on there and you include that the type monkeys are typing and actually typing those at actual random intervals removing any sort of life out of the equation i'm okay with it i actually don't agree but then why do you have monkeys <laughs> why I, it's really so, hard not being able to, her not being able to hear me um yes cameron I'm, still disagrees but i <laughs> But I, I think that one thing Abigail is saying is in these equations, oftentimes they're saying there is a so-and-so percent chance that they will hit this keystroke. And then the next so-and-so chance is this keystroke. Well, what they're probably doing is like running in the middle of the room and like slapping each other. No, or something. I, I like, get that. They are I get monkeys. That. But, but they're treating them like computers and they're not. Okay. So binary in that sense. <laughs> but I do agree with Cameron that. Um, I will it is still theoretically possible. Hold on, hold on. I just want to argue one point specifically. Like, like, once you have to make all the caveats, you might as well be talking about computers. I. That's actually the opposite of true. Oh my gosh! Can you give her a so earbud? So Cameron says that it's the op. Okay, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> just take the headphones. I'm gonna go hang out over here. <laughs> this is the weirdest podcast. Oh, okay. Here we can share. Headphones. This is oh, the look, weirdest so podcast. <laughs> okay, listen, Abigail. You yeah. you said you I agree with your point. I actually do totally agree with you. It's a stupid logic puzzle that is not is not theoretically it and it's not physically possible, but it's theoretically possible, but whatever, lots of things are theoretically possible, whatever. The one thing you said that does not actually is not actually true is that animals are not random. Animals are the only thing on this entire planet that actually is random. Humans I mean, sorry, computers literally cannot be random by definition. There is, if you might go online and type in random dice roller or mm -hmm. random whatever, draw a random number, pick a random card, there's no computer program, period, that is random, except through human input. So Linux, um, when you, when, on some builds of Linux, when you uh, reinstall your OS, you're prompted to um, create a passcode. And... Then Linux wants to encrypt the passcode. But the problem with encryption, the problem with even the strongest encryption is that there's a key. And 
if the key is generated by the computer, then it's not random. It's got a set pattern that it got to get to that key. And so if somebody backwards uh, engineers it, reverse engineers it, they will eventually find the key to that passcode. However, what Linux does is it says, move your mouse randomly across the screen in any direction you want for 20 seconds. And each time you do that, every pixel on the screen counts as a letter or a number that the computer generates. And so you do that for 20 seconds, and then the computer now actually has a real random string of numbers that it uses to decrypt your passcode. But it only could do that with human input. So there actually is nothing that can be random except for life. Life is the only thing that can be random. So... Does, is, does this prove Abigail's point or disprove Abigail's point? I don't point? know, actually, I, but I, I just wanted to say that. Okay. Okay. I don't have a very good... That makes sense. I'll say that. That makes sense. I would have to think and learn about it more mm -hmm. um, in order to actually reply to that. Okay. Guys, let's just That's the fun thing about these. Let's just see. <laughs> let's just try it. <laughs> See, that's actually what I was going to counterpoint, but at that point, I'm getting so stupidly ridiculous that I wasn't going to. But <laughs> like, if you literally set up a weird factory of a thousand monkeys chained and facing a, a typewriter, and every time one dies, you immediately replace it with another, and they're fed through IVs, and, and they're just literally can, can, can do nothing. Right, I get it. It's ridiculous. But they can do nothing except hit keys on a typewriter. There's your scenario where plausibly not plausibly implausibly but theoretically it is possible but also they realize they get fed food when they type things so Ooh, they spend all day typing there you go <laughs> that makes it all better abigail <laughs> well then, then they have motivation to actually be typing yeah so uh, now they want to hit on the keys over and over again and maybe someday little Macbeth will pop out uh, yeah someday technically it, it literally theoretically has to happen someday <laughs> <laughs> i agree 100 yes. with cameron I'm All right. Give you this well, thanks back. for your input, Abigail. Yeah. Um, thanks for being our guest star. Sorry for <laughs> Bye, Abigail. Mm -hmm. That was okay. a weird little well, part of the podcast. Well, we spent the entire episode <laughs> talking about this. These question. are so fun, though. I love them. You want to do another one? Uh, I don't know, Cameron. Yes, I do. <laughs> I, I I figured you do. Um, this can just be the episode of of logic yes. puzzles. Um, okay. So let me think. Oh, okay. I want you. To prove to me that the Earth revolves around the sun, not the sun mm. revolves around the Earth. Prove to oh, me. Oh, no. I'm going to sound so dumb when I try to talk about science things. That's okay. I mean, I sounded dumb when I answered this question yesterday as well. Abigail's back! No, she's, she's not. Just listening. She's listening. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, this is creepy. Just listening. Okay, so okay. Abigail, just to catch you up to speed, I just we're, we're just going to make this whole episode a uh, logic puzzle episode. And so I just asked Stephen... To prove to me that the sun um, does not revolve around the Earth, prove that the Earth revolves around the sun. Um. Okay. So, <laughs> first thing you're gonna look at is looking at the sun. Okay. And so I'm we looking, get. I'm Abigail's there. Oh. Oh my gosh! This is gonna be <laughs> such a pain to to edit. Uh, Holy crap! Okay. This Okay, so I guess they'll just continue being ghosts. Don't say anything interesting, Abigail. <laughs> um, so that was interesting. Stop revolving around the okay. sun. H how do you know? How do you know uh, that? Um, okay, sun and sky moving. 
Sky um, moving? Sky doesn't sun, move. Sun in the sky moving. Okay, sun so we know you, you've now so proven to me that we're moving. Revulsion going on. Revulsion, yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, man, how is like what is okay? Um. Mm hmm. The thing is, like, I know that probably the quickest path to figuring that out would be studying the rest of the um celestial bodies in the sky okay i can't point out to you how that would work i honestly don't know that but i think that the the, the old copernius as we know um looked up at, at the sky copernius do you mean I'm aristotle just, I'm just, oh okay <laughs> um sorry i ruined your bit continue so I mean, I things I can't like prove it to you while we're having this conversation, but I'm sure it would be like look at sky, map out sky, watch movements of things. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's actually three ways to prove that the um, that this Earth revolves around the sun. The first one is well, the first two actually you kind of nailed two accidentally. Um, Abigail proved gravity. Because you can't prove gravity. What is gravity? How does gravity exist? Why does it exist? We have no idea. There you go, Steven. Prove gravity. <laughs> okay. Um, Albert Einstein couldn't prove gravity. I want to see you try. Okay. Watch this. Hello, Kirby Amiibo. You oh! demonstrated. You've demonstrated what we call gravity. Now prove as to why that happened. Why does that happen? That happens because, Cameron. Uh-huh. Um... Would you Shut say up. that? Would you say that? Would you say that gravity happens because we are are on a larger body of of be, a matter, and because the larger body of matter is so large, we get caught in its gravitational pull. Right, but would surely that be, your next question is going to be prove that. Well, bodies, my next question is why does that happen? Why does that happen? <laughs> um, and that's the question we don't have an answer to. Choices. <laughs> literally yeah but abigail oh yeah, abigail you're killing me with this this is gonna be the worst that thing to edit <laughs> we we actually don't have an answer to why large things um do the things they do with what we think of as gravity anyways i didn't actually answer your other question um you're sort of you sort of got two of the three right accidentally sort of steven um the first thing purpose. you can do is measure find a way to reliably measure not not necessarily accurate, but repeatable and consistent. Measure the distance between Earth and the Sun, Earth and planets, Earth and the Moon, Earth and possibly even a star, another star, which is not likely. But you know, when you get all these measurements on on Monday, you do it again on Tuesday, and again on Wednesday, and again on Thursday, and then you, you graph them out on a piece of paper, and eventually you get rotations. Um. And if you do it for a whole year, all of a sudden you realize, whoa, these are actually rotating around something. But unfortunately, because of that, it looks, because of our perspective, it looks like it's rotating from Earth. Like everything looks like, because Earth to us is stationary, right? Then, right, 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 right. Continue. Then you look, if you study the far off stars over a period of time, you will find that they don't rotate. They stay, they stay, they don't. They don't stay facing you, but you get different angles of them slightly. But they're not moving away from you. They're just turning slightly. And so what you realize is that you're actually... Earth is moving as well. Um, and 
then you can realize that Earth is actually moving with the planets and all the planets are moving. Then when you know that, you can use, I, I don't know exactly how to do it, but you can use math <laughs> to determine that um, it's actually all revolving around the sun at this point. Because when you when you look at it from an Earth being the stationary middle point, like so, the sun does like loop-de-loops in the in the in the rotations in the orbits around the earth and like mars does this weird like swoovy thing that crosses over each other and then when you when you study the real world uh movements knowing that you're moving as well it doesn't make any sense and so but all of a sudden if you go what if the sun's this focal point then you can measure change the math and measure it out and it's like oh well that's that that makes more sense and you get the orbit that our planets are going through wow that was smart time with cameron uh disclaimer I might be wrong by about 20% of some of that stuff, but the oh, that's sure the general gist. Science isn't an exact science. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're technically right. Math is exact, I'm though. I'm right. So, um, okay. Abigail, yes. Abigail has a logic puzzle, everyone. All right, everyone. This, the logic puzzle okay. from Abigail, yes. So here it is. <clears throat> what Abigail says is, why do microwaves have clocks? Because the programmers installed a clock. Why? Well, no, see, no, 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 no. This is not a logic puzzle. This so is, I know, a... I know the solution. <laughs> I know the solution to the logic puzzle. It's because microwave needed timers, obviously, when you're cooking your, you know, frozen dinner. Frozen dinners, tons and tons and tons and tons of sodium. When you're cooking, and that's those, it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you want to know how long it's has it's gonna so be it was minute, easier to minutes. create a clock first then base the timer off the clock than it was to create a timer that functioned without a clock um i would say that or at least they're like wow we have digital digits going on let's just let you know what time it is because that would be useful to have in the kitchen yeah i think both of our answers are good answers for a logic puzzle that's very six-year-old mom why is the sky blue because of this why because of this why because of this why because of this why uh -huh, no, Abigail, uh -huh. Abigail, stop spamming the chat. I, I appreciate it. Thank you. We're gonna. I'm just gonna take a picture of all this and post it in the episode notes. Yes. Um. um well, that's interesting. So let's see what we've what we've uncovered today in this wonderful world we call this existence. This all took place last night, by the way, between me and my dad. All of the conversation. Oh, really? We talked so for you're like fresh five off hours. This logic puzzle stuff. Yep. yep, yep um. Yep. We have, um, talked about dolphin languages. We have talked yep. about if dolphins could eventually become explorers of outer space. Yep. We have talked about monkeys and typewriters in Shakespeare. We've talked about Copernicus' theory yep. of <laughs> the sun and the earth. Yes. Um, we, that, and that, and we talked about microwaves and clocks and why they're there. That's so yes. many interesting things in one episode. This is extraordinary. I am so proud of myself for making this whole episode last on one topic, one over I know. broad topic. All I had was one news story that I looked up <laughs> two minutes before the episode And it worked started. out. I think I really wanted to talk more about this stuff because it's really interesting. Um, I mean, are you, you needed to go anywhere? I have no, one more thing I out. wanted to say. Let's play it out with one more logic puzzle Okay. from Cameron, the, the um, saw of logic puzzles. The man. saw? I'm just thinking of you as being uh, Jigsaw hanging over there saying, if you want to leave this podcast, I, do, I want to play a game. <laughs> I want to play a logic puzzle. Um, How many fingers would you lose if you placed it into the spear <laughs> trap? Um, all of them? Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so 
I don't know if you were on the episode of the podcast or if you remember this, even if you were, but do you remember a long time ago, well, relatively, like a year or so ago, where I said that the the one thing in the world that I... Like, okay, you might not understand the specifics of how gravity works, but you understand mm-hmm. that gravity works, and you know, right. you could explain to somebody that gravity is a force of a larger body pulling on a smaller body, or the, the actually, they're actually... They're actually both pulling at each other, but the bigger one's bigger, so blah, blah, blah. You can explain right. gravity like, in layman's like, terms. Like many things in life, I can explain how things work, but not why they work. Yes, that's kind of how humans that are layman humans function. Um, So the one thing that always eluded me to the point where I couldn't even describe how they worked either was computers. And I don't mean like how Windows 10 works. Mm-hmm. I mean like how mm-hmm. on the fundamentally ground level how computers work do you know how computers work steven oh my gosh i was just rooting around on my computer for a long time yesterday installing a new hard drive and i can tell you for sure i'm not even sure like how to install a hard drive (laughs) 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 it's it is mind-boggling that they're basically just these places with circuitry on them and apparently data travels through those circuits and turns into a screen no i don't know how that works at all do you okay so i'm just trying to pull more information of what you might know describe those circuits like what are the at the basic level what are those circuits so do you know i don't think i even know all all i can say is i know that people are able to program data onto Mm -hmm. these vessels that Mm -hmm. are you know hard drives motherboards um things like that Mm -hmm. um and that data also corresponds to visual data of course because it's going to appear on your right on your computer screen so that's you have so a, like, much higher level, level like, you know than than the base foundation stuff but go ahead sorry i didn't mean to interrupt and you know i mean the it, it functions because of electricity like that's really all i could tell you hmm. so for a long time i was basically like that i mean i understood that binary is zeros and ones it's a mm-hmm. language for computers that my screen I'm looking at right now at the very basic level is literally all ones and zeros. There's no picture there. There's no, like, even if you go back, like, I'm looking at a video game picture. If I go back and find the JPEG of that video game picture, that's still just zeros Mm -hmm. and ones. There's no, there's nothing physical except zeros and ones on a hard drive. There's not. There's nothing. Yes. Um, Yes. So I understood that. And then I also understood what a bit is. Do you know what a bit is? It's the smallest point of data on a computer. Actually, it's not. It, Dang um, it. <laughs> but but it's it holds this it it creates or it holds the smallest bit of information on a computer. So basically, a bit is well. Okay, I should back up. A switch is the smallest part of a computer because the switch does one thing. It goes on and lets it let it lets electricity through, or it goes off and doesn't. That's at the fundamental level, that's what a computer is. Is that it, it is it's a binary. light switch? It's a light switch that goes on or off. It's binary, exactly. And so, up until yesterday, that's as far as I could get. I understood that if you turn a computer switch on, it's one. If you turn it off, it's zero, or maybe the other way around. I don't even know. I don't even care. My point is, I didn't know that much. Yesterday, after the whole conversations about dolphins and everything, I was like, me and my dad were kind of like exhausted because we had talked so much. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know, the one thing I still don't understand is how computers work. And he goes, I know how computers work. I can explain it to you. And I was like, 
I, I've, I've literally done research on this and no one can explain it to me in a way uh-huh. that makes sense. And he's like, no, 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 I can explain it. So I, I walked over and sat next to him again and we started chatting again. And he was like, okay, so a computer has a binary language, right? You, you have a switch that flips on and off and it means, it means zero or one. And you have a ton of these things. By the way, uh, do you want to guess how many switches or transistors are in a modern CPU nowadays? Oh, I have no context for this. Um, uh, Just, I'm curious if you take a guess. Jeez. Um, Con- considering that every every piece of code of zeros and ones need a specific switch to, to activate, mm-hmm. how many do you think are in a CPU nowadays? Like uh, 50,000. 50,000. Yeah. That's either way low or way high. I'm not sure which one. The Xbox One X that just came out three days ago has 12 billion transistors. Oh, duh. So as you were about to say that, I realized this is basically like the cell of the computer. Of course, there are going to be a lot of them. (laughs) Yes. Now, back in the 80s and 70s, they had 8,000, 50,000, like you said. But nowadays, that little teeny CPU chip in your computer has probably somewhere between six and 12 billion transistors which if you think about it that's insanity um so if you want a computer to print a for example and i don't know the actual binary for a but let's say the actual binary for a is zero zero one mm-hmm. um you press when the monkeys there zero zero one how, <laughs> how much how long would it take a monkey to code shakespeare <laughs> that oh my gosh exponentially exponentially oh my gosh um you press a on your keyboard and that press sends an electrical signal to um i don't know how many you need exactly but what's the three transistors mm-hmm. and the transistors so if the code for a is off off on the first transistor that it goes into will go through a circuit that eventually reveals to be off at the end of the circuit the second one off and the third one on so what you've just done is you've pressed a physical key and now the computer is has a a set of bits that are or or switches that are off off on okay so is it like sending little electrical pulses it's literally sending imagine like a light bulb if you imagine that um a computer is literally zeros and ones there's 12 billion zeros and ones but they're all light bulbs that are on or off yes Mm -hmm. that's literally what it is when you when you press shooting them and they're they're acting as gates of being on or off yes yes and so for the a we have we press a button, three little wires. Um, this is not accurate. I'll just give you an example. Three little wires go to three different transistors. The first one is off. The second one is, is set to go off. And the third one is set to go on. Mm-hmm. And now you, ha- now you have an input. You have zero, zero, 001. And my dad was explaining this to me. And I was like, okay, I actually understand that. That makes sense. Um, then I was like, how do you make that do something that it like okay so for example at that point you would connect three more wires to the off and the off and the on and then bring it to a panel on on an lcd with like maybe i don't know eight pixels and you would wire it in a way where when those three signals in that particular order go off or on it lights up a on the on the screen right Mm -hmm. then i was like well how do you make anything else happen that's not just an input and then a output like how do you make a calculator how do you start communicating and building with that right just so for a small example i was like how do you do if a plus b equals c 
and now on your keyboard you have a b c plus and equals and then that's where my dad starts going um um i i know i know this hang on and from that point on we spent the rest of the evening trying to get somebody to explain how this works to us and nobody could do it because yes you can turn a b and c and plus and equal into binary code we got that mm -hmm. but then that's not actually binary code what that is is on electrical pulses or off electrical pulses in sets how do you get the computer to understand that how do you store that information right. how do you turn that into something that's going to so you can make that off off on display an a you can make on on off display a b but now if you wanted to do off off on for a to add b where does the rule set come from so the computer knows that a plus b equals c right. how do you, how do you program anything and how did is Mario Odyssey a thing? Yeah, from AAB exponentially insanity. Now the funny thing is, I I understand up to the binary, and then I don't understand how that turns into code. But from there, I understand everything else. Like I mean, it, it makes very sense much to me. Like like medical science. Like I know how to you know I could say I know how to um, heal a wound. I know how to fight an infection with antibiotics. Um, but I don't know how like the cells work and how the brain right. works and like th that's a totally different science yep. and just incredibly complicated and hard to understand it is crazy mind-blowing to think how complicated computers are when you just picture it's sort of like the incredible thing is what we're trying to do is basically mimic the things that we have inside of our skulls yes uh, but we just don't we're just born with these abilities. It was built for us. Yep, organic. <laughs> we don't know organic how to use them right. It's so much better than mechanical. And the craziest thing is that we're on the breakthrough, on the brink of a breakthrough with quantum computing, mm -hmm. which allows three inputs instead of two. And so instead of on and off, it's now oh, no. zero, one, and two. It's that's not actually the language, but that is just going to be like we have 12 billion transistors that can do zero and one on a computer nowadays immediately uh -huh. when you add a third one in to everyone else that's all of a sudden just 80,000 times so bigger. many monkeys so many monkeys reading shakespeare and i don't even think quantum break was a very good game it was sort of a letdown for alan wake so did you i'm play not very quantum excited break? about this did you play quantum break no i just heard it i didn't think good. so it's actually fine oh huh. i mean it's definitely not alan wake levels of good but it's fun yeah Okay, um, well, then maybe we'll be okay. Uh, and you know, something that I want to mention about all this is mm -hmm. I think there's a slightly skewed um, viewpoint of, of knowledge that um, our society has right now where a very great deal of importance is placed on, on science and knowledge and understanding and learning mm -hmm. and knowing things. Right. But there's a lot of um, expectation and judgment that is placed on top of that. For example, earlier in the podcast... I'm sorry. Earlier in the pod, thank you. Cast when you asked me to explain um, the uh, basically the solar system, okay, um, and why our planet revolves around the sun. I I knew the basic fundamentals and a lot of abstract knowledge, but I, I couldn't piece it together in any meaningful way. And right. I, in my brain, automatically started going, "Oh, I don't want to talk about this anymore. I'm going to seem dumb if I ask, start asking questions about this." Uh huh. And I realized. 
that fear is programmed into us so people don't want to ask questions because they're afraid people will find out they don't know things Mm -hmm. shouldn't we instead foster a sort of community and like expectation where you you don't know things by default and you should always ask about them you know what i mean no i I absolutely know what you mean yeah and i think when you start asking people these sorts of questions you'll find out a lot of people have giant gaps in their knowledge base we just Mm -hmm. assume everyone generally knows everything but you don't because boy you're a dummy you didn't listen during school right like it's kind of a self-destructive um thought pattern people get into at least i do i know i i mean i i so totally agree and i used to be the kind of person who think thought i knew it all um but also belittled people who didn't know and i would Mm-hmm. there's that word again vehemently 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 yeah. try to correct them until they either a believed what i was saying mm-hmm. even if even if i was wrong or b uh, like stop talking to me um <laughs> weirdly enough i've said this before but then i met you and brian and you kind of knocked that idiot sense out of me but what stuck around was so that what stuck with me specifically from myself was the the want to debate things i still love to question everything i love Mm -hmm. to question things it's so fun to even things that i know are correct and factual i still love to question things however once i started hanging out with you and brian and even zach with the podcast um um, a long time ago i realized that i couldn't react the way i did anymore to me questioning those kind of things i still act like i know it all (laughs) but if somebody says no you're wrong here's why i'll go i'm not gonna go no, this is the reason why. I'm telling you, the iPhone 4 is waterproof. Watch me dunk it. Dunk. Oh, uh, you know, I, I'll go. <laughs> oh, shoot. Let me, let me, I, I really want to look that up. I really want to Google that and see the facts. Um, and see, it's, that's a great, that's a great attitude to have because you can hold beliefs and, and yes. learn about them and debate them and move forward with your life, but you're not threatened when, at least not inherently threatened. threatened when those beliefs are threatened and you you are you want to keep learning more about them not just for the pure fact of holding and uh validating yourself yeah there's not many things that i know in my life right now that if you told me otherwise and showed me proof of the other thing i that i would get upset about like you couldn't you Mm -hmm. couldn't break my my will to live by telling me something so when somebody says Hey, you bought an AMD processor? Intel's better. I don't go, no, ah, AMD's better. Or you bought an Xbox One? PS4 has got better games. No, ah, Xbox is better. I'll go, you're right. But just like you said, I don't say, oh, you're right. I bet you you're right. Xbox sucks. I go, huh, I really enjoy my Xbox. I'm curious to see what games PS4 has. Do you have a list of like their exclusives? And if the person is similar minded to me, they'll go, yeah, here you go. And at the end of the conversation, I'll go, wow. PS4 does have a lot more exclusives than Xbox. I still like my Xbox a lot, but I see your point. People pe- people get flabbergasted when I respond in a neutral state and ask for more information because they're, they so expect people to either yes. violently agree or violently disagree, you know? Um, so this is reminds me of a conversation I had with Brian the other night directly after saying Thor Ragnarok, a really great movie. <laughs> that doesn't have anything to do about the conversation. I just wanted to say that. Um <laughs> But th- yeah, this like goes into a much larger social, political, philosophical um, arena uh-huh. that I think is really interesting. We've been really re- philosophical this episode in a really weird way. Really disheartening at the same time. I-, I probably won't get all the way into that since we've already recorded for an hour. Maybe that can be the sequel. But I th- the 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 very 
basics of it is I totally agree with you, Cameron, and the fact that people are so entrenched in their current viewpoints and are so battered at all sides from other aggressive viewpoints is just forcing people to become even more entrenched and defensive, and it's almost impossible to have conversations, important conversations. It's so hard. I mean, just just literally the other day, like maybe two days ago, um, one of my good friends is very, very conservative, Um, and I would consider myself... I guess liberal, but in general, I'm just kind of like, leave me out of it. Um, mm-hmm. And so we, we started off having a really good discussion where I, I was like, he said something that was intended to be inflammatory by saying something like, Trump's done more good things in the first year of his presidency than 50 other presidents combined, whatever. I said mm-hmm. something, something mm-hmm. like that that was intended to be inflammatory. And I said, hmm. To be honest, I actually, most of the places I view are very liberal skewed, and the only thing I see are bad things. Could you link me a couple of these things that you think he's done well and and done better than other presidents? And he kind of goes, oh, um, yeah, I could could do that. And, like, he's gone for, like, 10 minutes, and he comes back with a whole bunch of articles that I read. And then some of these articles, of course, are super skewed to conservatives, and so I was like, huh, these articles seem to be a little skewed. I'm curious about this particular sentence and because that doesn't really make sense into what you told me and so it doesn't seem like blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. then we had this really good conversation for like half an hour until he said another inflammatory thing and I responded with the rational argument back and then he kind of went on to the conservative, off the conservative deep end. Like it, right. it just, it, it doesn't, unless you are just constantly... And I, this is not something that I'm just like, blah, 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 I'm so nice, whatever. It's it's a struggle for me to do this kind of thing. Like, I have well, to... Clearly, it's not... It's not... Like, you said that, you know, circumstance, and I feel like I am... One of my strong suits is being very, um, uh, I guess, level-headed and sort mm-hmm. of... Uh, I don't like digging myself into sides very much. Yes. Um, that gets me into trouble because then I just become like, uh, you know... You become very, Jontron. I become John John. Yes, I bought a parrot, and that's um, not what I, I, meant, I, I can okay. become very ineffective. Where I won't do anything, right? Right. Um, but even in that circumstance, you you know, an inflammatory statement about you know Donald Trump's presidency is this and this and this. It's so easy to just be like, but that's ridiculous. That's just not. Have you seen what he tweeted? <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. And it's in people and like yeah, you have to train yourself to do that. And I love texts chats like that because i have the time to stop yeah. myself and go hold on that that would be inflammatory mm-hmm. um let me re let me think about that and what why let me question specifically why he thinks the way he does um but then people just aren't expecting that or are so trained to just react yeah. with their own beliefs hardcore that they get more mad when you react calmly and and then again i'm not saying i'm the patron saint of acting calmly i it's really <laughs> really hard to do um, but I think you're right. I think if the whole world would act more like that, we might not get as much things done, to be honest with you, because at this point, everyone's being so neutral and it's like, you know, you go first on the elevator or you go first on the four way stop, you know, but mm-hmm. there's something to be said for a medium ground where we stick to our beliefs un- calmly stick to our beliefs, unless there's enough factual evidence proven otherwise that it convinces you. A lot of it like comes down to not holding your self-worth in your beliefs like if someone mm, attacks yeah. what you're saying they're not attacking you and that you won't sometimes they are though that's are. the problem well but no but your point still stands in that sometimes they right. specifically that, are attacking that, you 
but you don't have to take it as an exactly. attack on you. Yes. It's not always easy to do, and sometimes people are directly attacking you as a person, and mm-hmm. that's terrible. But a lot of the time, people aren't trying to hurt you, and even if they are, um, you don't have to, you know, res- respond in kind. Um, right. Your you beliefs to... are not you as a person. They, 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 they build up around you, and they can mean very deep things about you, but you can change your beliefs and, you know— you'll you'll still be there <laughs> and i think right. that it's it's a little scary sometimes when everyone's oh man yeah each other yeah yeah and and like i said earlier it's like those beliefs that aren't me they just are like a small part of me or my part of my beliefs like there's not many things you can tell me that were opposite of what i believe that would really upset me too badly mm-hmm. like Mm-hmm. my my mom and my dad aren't my mom and my dad that might upset me a little bit but right your your car only gets 30 or 20 miles per gallon not 30 i mean it's like i'm willing to accept anything with plausible reasonability and there's nothing that even religion i wouldn't say this to too many people but mm-hmm. like if you could find me physical literal proof of buddha being an almighty being or allah being real or even Jesus being real, or none of the above, and here's proof that those never existed ever, ever, ever. It's been the dolphins all along. I, it's been the dolphins, and with that, we're going to end this podcast. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's not much you could say with factual evidence to back it up that would upset me, and I think a lot of people could stand to to be like that, and again, I want to thank you. Not, you didn't intentionally do this, but you and Brian and Zach kind of did this to me and I'm really appreciative of that because I used to be just this big old jerk, kind of a bully, to be honest, until I was able to realize that other people have valid opinions. Some people don't, but other people do have valid <laughs> opinions, and I should at least listen to them, at very least give them a listen before I interrupt them and punch them in the face. <laughs> well, that's pretty cool, Cameron. I'm glad to hear you say that. Um, yeah. I'm sure both me and Brian are glad that that was something that uh, you came away from with the podcast and our friendships because that's something that's very very important to us and we talk about it a lot and get very frustrated with it uh we are not perfect about it either but i think it's really 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 something people need to start looking inside themselves Mm -hmm. about right now and spend less time listening to other people and having knee-jerk reactions about it and more time thinking about what you actually believe why you actually believe it and that maybe there are other you know avenues to yep peruse i yep it, funnily enough, it was it was your episode on World of Warcraft that sparked it in me, <laughs> where you guys yes. went on and on about World of Warcraft. Um, and no, you know, nowadays I would jokingly give you guys crap for talking mm-hmm. about World of Warcraft so much, but now on that actually particular... we're the ones doing that to you about Destiny. To be honest, but... <laughs> well, Continue. but you guys are still doing it jokingly. Yes, Th- that one particular episode, I was actually being um venomous i was being very mad i was like oh my gosh why are we still talking about world of warcraft and brian went you know cameron we just talked a long time about the game you were playing earlier so i don't really see why we can't talk about world of warcraft just like that calmly like factually and i was like oh i'm i'm kind of crap (laughs) (laughs) i'm kind of a jerk that was the spark back in disembodied voices wow the origins of Cameron becoming the the gentle giant of intellect that we know him today it's all brian i knew it <laughs> i'm not really gentle or a giant but okay i'll take intellect no <laughs> gen- you have a, the gentle giant of intellect you don't it's not about physical it's about mental Ah. Uh, oh no i'm just kidding you're also dumb <laughs> uh- <laughs>
<laughs> oh no. Oh, oh my gosh. But that's a really interesting interesting story, Cameron. And um, Thanks. I hope that we all continue to take that advice to heart. It's very cool. Yeah. This has been a very um, deep and meaningful and philosophical episode, and I've actually very much enjoyed it. Yes, it was great. It was unexpected, unplanned. <laughs> we had no idea what we were going in for, yep. but I think we've come out better people. Do we, before we end, do we want to talk about anything that's not philosophical related, like a video game or a, a movie or anything no. else, or do we just want to end it? No, I think this is a pure episode. <laughs> this is an episode okay. of pure philosophical, logical this literally could be the most logical pure episode of a podcast ever. It could be. It it isn't, but it could be in some <laughs> parallel universe. Technically, it's, some, it's <laughs> technically possible that this is actually the eighty billionth episode of the podcast. Please end it, my friend. Please end it. Okay. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Whales or Whales Pod. Podcast. Uh, this is Stephen, Abigail Left, and Cameron. Thank you for being here and talking about such interesting factual matters. You are more than welcome. If this was interesting to anybody else, I love this kind of conversation. Let us know. If this was the worst thing in the entire world, let us know and I will do a solo cast <laughs> instead. Yes, we'll, we'll have open minds even if you hated it and we won't yes. refute you with angry and sweary words. Uh, only in my brain. Yes. Steven will do it in my brain as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, goodbye, everybody. Have a good, good day. And have a good day. week. And week. Have a week. Ha- ha- have a week. That was a dolphin. <laughs> Your dolphin impression was subpar at best. I, I, well, I understand how you might think that, Cameron. All right, I'll listen. I don't need your patri- patriotism, <laughs> patri- pa- pa- not like patriotism, but like patronizing-itism. I'm pa- a dolphin pa- patriot. This whole time I've been a dolphin, Cameron. That's why I speak so fluently. <laughs> <laughs>